Welcome to the C3 Church Noosa podcast. Stay tuned for this week's message. God is good. Thank you, team. You guys are sensational. We love you. Michelle, the voice of an angel. Who's glad Michelle's singing and not me? I see. I've got a bigger response than let's praise God. Fantastic. Why don't you, uh, why don't you turn to somebody... Tell them they look magnificent, they smell great, you're glad you're sitting next to them. Give them a hug and you can grab your seat, amen? Fantastic. Thank you, Justin. Justin is one of the greatest men I know. He's faithful, he's generous, he's big-hearted, he's anointed, talented. Can you thank our team just once this morning? A whole lot of our guys are away for various reasons this morning. Oh, beautiful Yvonne. Front row, I can't believe it. This is awesome. I feel like revival's happened. Yvonne just moved to the front row. And I tell you, I tell you why I think we're in a season of revival. We have words. To date, we haven't had words. We now have words for the singers. So I hope that helped. I hope that was good. Fantastic. Progress, revival. The Spirit of God is moving. Things are happening. Amen. This morning, I want to talk to you, you know, in light of the, the theme of next steps, um, about being baptized into the house of God. And I just want to share a bit of my story about coming to Christ, finding my way into the house of God, what that meant, what that looks like, and where we find ourselves today. Because um, who knows, that it's one thing to come to church, but it's another thing entirely to be baptized into church. And, and church is God's idea. Community is God's idea. He created us for community. He didn't create us to do life in isolation. And I love what it says in Isaiah 55. It says, my ways are not your ways, and my thoughts are not your thoughts. My, my ways are above your ways, and my thoughts are above your thoughts. And I don't always want to do life in community. And I don't always want to like people. And I don't always want to, to be around other people. But God, it, it says, God says it's not good that man should be alone, but that we should do life in community, that we should draw together strengthen each other. We were talking this morning in the Christian Essentials course about the fact that iron sharpens iron. And we do life better when we do life together. When we're connected with people, when we're connected to vision, when we're connected to the house of God. And I just want to look at some of those things this morning. And you know, in, in 1 Corinthians 12, starting in verse 13, it says, for by one spirit, we were all baptized into one body. So when I came in the house, gave my life to Christ, got filled with the Holy Spirit, got water baptized. I was baptized into a body or a, or a family. And, and by default and through no choice of mine, I became a part of the family. You are a part of the family. Uh, we are a family. We're a community. And we ha- need to learn to function together as a family. Uh, I, we need to learn to, in our physical families, we have to function a certain way for the, the household to run correctly and for, the, for, for life to work, same as in the church. And in Genesis 28, 17, Jacob said, how awesome is this place? This is none other than the house of God. This is the gate of heaven. Jacob's revelation and his his default positioning is the house of God is awesome. That that should be our default in life. I don't have to go to church and I'm I'm dragging my legs and I've got my knuckles on the ground and shivers, it's Sunday again. Oh, I've got to get up and go to... It should be, I get to go to church. I get to go and meet with the creator of the heaven and the universe. I, 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 I get to go and be with my brothers and sisters in Christ who carry the same faith I do, who believe the same things I do. I get to go and be empowered in the house of God. Amen? 
I get to. This is awesome. That, that, that should be our internal position. And I've got to tell you, that's how I feel about you guys. I think this is awesome. I want to be here. I want to be in your presence. I want to do life together, sharpening each other, bouncing off each other. Because what you have, I don't have. And what you lack, I may have. And we can, we can be with each other and we can, you know, you complete me. No, I'm just kidding. I'm not even going to go there. But I love I'm still tired, so I'm still feeling a bit naughty. Um, but that's how I feel. And as, as soon as we're born again, we become part of that family. I, I remember the Sunday in 1993 when I came into church at Oxford Falls. It wasn't actually Oxford Falls, then it was C3 Brookvale, uh, or Christian City Church Brookvale. And I made my way into this big warehouse, which was about four or five times bigger than this, filled with people. And Pastor Phil gave an order call, so I put my hand up, and I didn't even realize what I was doing. I walked forward and gave my life to Christ. And, and it was literally, the, my altar call counselor grabbed me, Paul Bucknell, I still, I know Paul very well to this day, 23 years later, and he said, you need to draw a line in the sand. He gave me this prophetic word, you need to leave all your past behind, you need to leave all your old friends behind, you need to make a decision today to step into the things of God, the plan of God for your life, and you need to walk that out. What he didn't realize was my friends were more family than family at that point. I did everything with them. I, I, I would surf before work, I'd go to work, I'd go and play rugby or do training with them after work, would go to the pub, would go snowboarding, would go surfing, would do all, they were more family than family. So it wasn't a small thing to go, now I'm drawing a line in the sand and now I'm a Christian. It was, it was a big deal, it was an active decision I had to make. And, and God knew and he knew at that time that I couldn't do this life half in and half out. I had to get baptized into the house of God, into the things of God for the plans of God to outwork themselves in my life. And so I made a decision, well, if I'm in, I'm, just, I'm, I'm in and I'm just going to do everything. So we started, started helping out at the youth group. We started, I started driving the youth pastor around. I said, oh, I must have been a pain to him. He must have thought, who is this kid? Where are you preaching next? I'm going to drive you. So I would drive him out to Penrith. I would drive him down to Wollongong. I would drive him. Then the next youth pastor came along. I said, how do I help? What do I do? How do I serve? And then there was the senior minister of the church, and I just said, what can I do for you? And I used to drive him to Caringbar, which was in about an hour and a half on Sunday mornings because he was caretaking a church so he could go and preach down. I just thought, I'm going to do whatever I need to do. You tell me to tithe? Okay, I'm tithing. You tell me to go, yeah, I'd come to church twice on a Sunday? Okay, I come. I was just in because I thought, if this is the life I've chosen, this is what I'm going to do. So I went to prayer meetings, I went to connect group, I went to you, and, and God started to do something in my life. Do you know, God will do something in our life when we connect with him, when we put ourselves in his hands so he can hold us and carry us in life. And, uh, you know, what, what happened through doing this is I found that there was a place for me where I could be me. And some of you sitting here this morning go, oh, I, just, I just go to that church, but that's, I, I'm not... I don't do anything, there's not a place for me. My encouragement for you today is with, when you come into this house and connect with God and allow yourself to connect with, there is a place for you in the house of God. There is, there is room for everybody. Come on, let's give God a hand this morning. <clears throat> God has created and prepared a place for each and every one of us where we can flourish and we can exercise and operate in our giftings and anointings. I love what it says in John uh, 14, starting in verse 1, it says, Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would not have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go to prepare a place for you, I'll come again and receive you to myself, that where I am, you may also be. And where I go, you, um, 
you know and the way you know. And Thomas said to him, Lord, how do we know where you are going and how, how do we know the way? And Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Nobody comes to the Father except through me. There is a place for everybody. There is a place for you. There's a place to flourish, a place to function, a place to use your creative gifts. Like um, Michelle was saying before, if you can worship lead and you love to worship, join the team. If you can play an instrument, I can't play an instrument. It's good that Michelle's up there singing and it's better that Jordan's up there playing guitar. Because if I get up there and sing and play guitar, you're going to have D-A-G, out of time, out of key, out of, and, and it's not going to be good. <laughs> but I'm going to stick to my gifting and my skill set, but I want to encourage you, find your place. You will find fulfillment in life in, in your service of the kingdom. When you say, God, I surrender my life, become the Lord and Savior of my life, then you lay down your will and your agenda and you say, I'm happy to come and set up chairs. Do you know how many years I set chairs up for in the different churches and youth ministries that I've been in? And I was thinking through, we, we did youth for 12 years. Youth is hard work. We did youth on Friday night. Youth is hard work. And, and I'm glad that 40 is the new 30 because at 30, running the youth ministry, 40 really, um, it's, it's tiring <laughs> and it's a big effort. But I find fulfillment and contentment in life and the, and the fulfillment of vision and dreams for my life when I serve the vision of God and, and step into doing what he's calling us to do in the moment. Amen? Amen. And uh, God is so good that not only does he make room for us, but he empowers us for the life he's created us, for us. And, and I've got to tell you, I believe in the power of God. <clears throat> like I really believe in the power of God. I, we were sharing this morning Christian Essentials. I've prayed for two dead people that came back to life. I've prayed for people with cancer that got healed. I've prayed for people with diabetes and with Parkinson's disease and, and all these different things. I've got a story that I'm going to read shortly. And, and through the miracle working power of God, but it's because I was connected to the power source that I was able to step into that place of anointing for my life. So for me, it's healing and miracles. For some of you, it might be prophecy or service or, or evangelism or anything. But as you step in to, to, to the house of God, as you connect yourself to the plans of God and you, you put God as number one in your world, you will see there's an empowerment and an anointing for your life that causes you to live a far bigger life than you ever could in and of yourself. Amen? You know, I, um, I remember we were taking the youth group one night down to... Uh, the movies at Ringham Hall and we're coming out and was, at this point it was quite small there was probably about 50 kids with us uh, and we hear this crash and a drunk man has walk, walked out in front of a car uh, the car's hit him he's gone through the windscreen then he's flipped up over and landed on the road uh, the, the long story the, his foot when I got to him he, he had no face his face was a hole where it had just split open his leg the bone two bones were coming out his pants here his toe was back here and he was on the ground and for about 30 meters down the road there was blood in the gutter so, so in other words there was more blood out of him than there was in him and he was dying uh, and and I didn't know what to do but I said in the name of Jesus Christ I rebuke death and I speak life and I didn't know what else to do but I started praying in tongues and I just declared life and that devil you're not going to rob this man of his life well, he was pretty well dead on the spot. And I took my shirt off and I wrapped his face up and then an off-duty paramedic turns up. And the long and the short of it is that man spent 12 years in hospital having different bits and pieces reconstructed 
but he's alive today, walking this planet. And, and I got to visit him in hospital. I got to talk to him about Jesus. I don't know uh, where that's gone and whether he's accepted Christ into his life. But what I know is I, was, I stepped out because I was connected to the creator. And I, I stepped out in what I could do. Power of God flowed through my life into his life. Death was rebuked. Life stayed. And as a result, I was able to sow seeds into a, into a young man's life who walks the planet today. God has plans for your life. He wants you to connect with those plans. He doesn't want you to be half-hearted, half in and half out. He wants you to be sold out for him, walking passionately towards the things he calls you to in life. Amen. And I got, I got thousands of those stories from all over the world that blow me out. But the, the thing that blows me out more is what I asked for, I got. Because as a young Christian that made a decision to draw a line in the sand and to step into the things of God, I said, God, I'm hungry for the supernatural. I'm hungry for the things of God. I want you to use me. I want to, for some of you, you've got a gift of making money. And God wants you to fund the kingdom. Can I, can I encourage you, connect with the God of heaven. Get empowered of heaven and anointed of heaven. Go out and make millions and millions and millions and millions of dollars and be blessed of heaven and fund the kingdom. Because some of us don't have that gifting. For some of you, it's evangelism. And you just open your mouth and people want to come to Christ. People want to come to church. I want to encourage, step out. And, and tell people about Jesus Christ. T step out and get people saved. Get it, you know, because your gifting may not be our gifting. It may be healing. It may be prophecy. It may be loving people. You may have a gift where people just come, they just want to talk because you're so loving. And you're so, oh, I, I don't know, I just start saying things. I, I get around Michelle and I just start saying things. And, I, and I'm trying to bring the words back and I don't know why I'm saying them, but they just keep coming. If, if that's the anointing on your life, use what God has given you. Connect with the power source. Connect in community and then use what God has given you to use. John 15, starting in verse 1, and I'm racing because of time, uh, says, I am the true grapevine and my father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch of mine that does not produce fruit and he prunes the branches that do bear fruit so they produce even more. I love that. Connect with me and you'll live a productive life. Does anybody want to live a productive life? The way that you produce, the way that you succeed, the way that you excel is to connect with the King, is to have Jesus Christ as number one in your life and to stay firmly connected to Him. Um, you have already been pruned and purified by the message I have given you. Remain in me and I will remain in you. For a branch cannot produce fruit if it is severed from the vine. You cannot be fruitful unless you remain in me. Yes, I am the vine and you are the branches. Those who remain in me and I in them will produce much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. Anyone who does not remain in me is thrown away like a useless branch and withers. Some branches are gathered into a pile to be burned. But if you remain in me and my words remain in you, you may ask whatever you want and it will be granted to you. When you produce much fruit, you are my true disciples. And this brings glory to my Father. There are a lot of people that start strong and are emotionally taken and charged by the fact that I came in and I... This, this is really welcoming, this place. This is really cool. This is awesome. And they start up, they're on fire. They're at church, they're at prayer meeting, they're going to connect there. And something happens. Life happens. The twists and turns, the ups, the downs, the, the regularity of life happens. And somewhere that fire dims. You know, in Jew, where it says, stir yourself in your most holy faith. Faith is work. Believing in God is hard work. It's not a crutch. Christianity is one of the hardest lives you'll ever live. Because every day I have to do what I don't necessarily want to do to walk in the way that God has for me to walk, knowing that that's a better way to live. But can I encourage you, walk that path. 
Walk strong. Stir yourself every day. Get in the Word of God. Let it wash over your mind, wash over your soul. Let it, let it, let it you know, realign and calibrate your thought processes so you don't think as you think, but you think as God thinks. It, through His Word and through His guidance and His direction. Pray in tongues. Speak to God. Wait on Him so that He can then speak to you. When we converse with God, we converse with God. We talk to Him and He talks to us. We talk to Him. But He is the vine and He wants you connected to Him. Don't start strong and then fizzle out. Start strong and then burn brighter. Then get strong. Just put more kindling on that fire. Put more, put more fuel on the fire so that you can burn brighter. Every Because we're called salt and light in the earth. The, the, the way I remain salty, the way I burn bright and shine bright in life is that I stay connected to, to the King. I stay connected in community and I step out my faith every day. Amen? It says this, actually I was thinking about this this morning, when we connect ourselves to the very thing that God himself committed to build, the house of God, the church, we connect ourselves to a power source that is unmatched and unlimited. When you connect yourself to the house of God and you say, I'm going to do what I need to do. I'm going to participate. I'm going to join in. I'm going to be a part of the process of, of expanding the kingdom in the earth. When we do that, we, we are endued with power. The Holy Spirit and power comes upon us. I love what the Apostle Paul said in 1 Corinthians 2. He says, And I, brethren, when I came to you, did not come with excellence of speech or wisdom, declaring to you the testimony of God. I determined not to know anything among you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. I was with you in weakness, in fear, and in much trembling, and my speech and my preaching were not with persuasive words of human wisdom, but in the demonstration of the Spirit and power, that your faith should not lie in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. And can I tell you, that's what I want to see in this house. I want to see the manifest power and presence of God take a hold of our lives, bringing transformation and change so that we can actually live the lives we're called. It is impossible to live the God life without the Holy Spirit. It's impossible to live that life without the, the touch of heaven upon our lives. And it's insanity to think that we could. You know, so, so, so God came in bodily form. And then Jesus left the earth. He says, it's better that I go, that I send the helper to be with you. Everything about God, he, he wants connection with his people. Don't think that God is this distant God standing off in the back, back blocks of heaven, just, just observing our lives. Oh, Justin, bum note. You know, it was good. The first two, two choruses, that were good. Bum note. Drew, oh, shivers. You know. <laughs> you, know, you know, Joe, mate, business, I don't, know how, I don't know how good. God's not like that. He's not standing off in the back blocks of heaven going, I hope they make it. Oof. I don't know. I don't, that was a dumb decision. Why would they do that decision? God is there going, I want to do life with you. The Bible says, draw near to God and he will draw near to you. He will walk closer with you than a brother. He's, that, that's what the word says, it describes as, as one that walks closer than a brother. The word of God also says, I will never leave you nor forsake you. I want to do life with you. For time's sake, I can't really go into the message at all today. But I want to read you a story, if the band could come. The, you've come into church. Most of you are called, we did, we did a membership update last week. We, we've got 153 people that call C3 Noosa home. Now obviously, not all of us attend every week. However, we call C3 Noosa home. We've, made, we've taken a step. The next step is to connect to the house of God, to connect to the people of God, and to connect with the vision that God has for your life. You know, the word says that the way of the righteous winds upwards in him. 
that when we're in him, when we're connected to him, when we function, you know, as, as a body, we're all baptized into one body. So when you function in your capacity and I function in my capacity, we see growth happen. We see transformation take place. And I, I, I just, I, I told you that story before about, um, I just jumped in boots and all. I just made a decision. I had to make a decision because I'm not, I'm not good at living two ways and doing two things. I, I just got to live one way, sold out, passionate, going forward. I, you know, it, it says in Kings, it says, um, if God is God, then follow him. But if Baal, follow him. It says, but they answered him, not a word. And, and, and when, there's, when there's duplicity in life, when there's division, we're silenced. And, and the greatest gift that God has given us is this ability to creatively speak and, and, and declare our futures, declare what we'll enter into, declare what will be, that not just accept life and circumstance and what's thrown at us, but to, to come against us. But when I'm living half in the world and then half in the kingdom, I don't have a voice to speak against what I'm subject to. And I made a decision. I'm in boots and all, and God, I want you to use me. Please use me. However you want to use me, however ridiculous it looks, whatever that's like, use me. So can I just read you one story from 2012 when I was down in Tasmania about a lady and a life transformed because I just decided to make a decision. God, you're real. I'm in. Let's do this. And, and, and I, I want to read this because I want to encourage you. There is a place for you in the house of God. There is a place for you in the will of God. God wants to use you. He wants fresh anointing to come upon your life. He wants you to live the enlarged life so that you can make a difference and see lives transformed as well. Amen. It's quite a long testimony, but I just wanted to read it out. This is my friend Brian, who is the pastor of the church. He said, Vanetta has had a seemingly incurable skin disease for nearly two years. The symptoms of a skin disease that she has experienced are very similar to what was described in the book of Job, scraping the pus from her body. And I'll explain this shortly. It became so debilitating that one of her daughters became her carer and would have to clean the sores and change her bandages. This woman had to change her sheets three times a night because of the fluid, the pus that, that was coming out of her body. Um, when I entered into the meeting that we were having, it was a stench that hit me in the face. And this woman literally was like, I don't even know, about 200 pounds. So she was like 90, 100 kilos. She was, she was a big lady and it was literally like looking at Job. Pussy lumps, sores all over her body. She was afflicted, tormented, and she needed, she needed connection with God, which she found this day. It, um, the weeping of the sores was so bad that the clothes at times would literally be stuck to her body. It took the doctors over a year before some kind of diagnosis was made. The last one being that her skin was rejecting her body. As a result, she was given a drug used on cancer patients with the hope that it would re-kick her system to the way it should be. The side effects of the drug meant that her skin became extremely light sensitive, uh, sensitive to hot water, and her thoughts extremely um, scrambled. Needless to say, it completely impacted her life to the point where for many months she struggled to get out. Um, obviously, since she prayed for her, she's been completely healed. Even many of the scars from her sores have cleared up so significant uh, the obvious cleansing of her skin that she's gone off all medication. She's also dropped 15 kilos and hasn't stopped smiling. When I say that, that she was light sensitive, if she went out in the sun, her skin would just start to bubble, blister, and like, like it was boiling. And, and she, she said, if I put my hand into soapy hot water, the skin would just drip off her, her hands. So she was in agony. She was in pain all of the time. And she was just a, a woman that was tormented. And so this is Vanetta's testimony. Of, of when I was in, in Hobart. Many things have happened and changed since my breakthrough healing. 
My sleep patterns have almost returned to normal. I can now have warm showers. I can touch the plastics I couldn't before. The hair on my head has started to grow back uh, and is the darkest it's ever been, whilst the excess hair on my face, arms and legs due to medication has disappeared. My skin is soft and supple and I certainly don't look 41 years old. I don't have one crease or wrinkle. All my scars faded overnight from dark to normal, even once from before the disease struck. My hearing has improved dramatically and I can breathe through my nose again. The overwhelming sense of chemicals in my body has gone and I can no longer smell chemicals in the air. I, I used to smell abnormal. She smelled so bad that it was like, it was just obnoxious. And she couldn't do anything about it, but the, so nobody wanted to be around her. Nobody wanted to do life with her. She was an outcast. Um, After two years of excruciating pain and nearly bedridden for half of that, I am pain-free, even from previous injuries and ailments. I've discovered that being healthy is hard work. My body was so weakened that since I've been healed, I'm hurting from general life activity because my body was so wasted. My cognitive process have increased immensely. Even as I was praying against the brain damage, I could feel my brain malfunctioning. I could feel the dead ends. I was embarrassed how my skin looked. Uh, and was pointed at and ridiculed so much that I stopped going out in public. My brain and my speech weren't connecting properly, so it sounded like I had an impediment and I couldn't hold on any intelligent conversation. Constantly apologizing for my apparent dysfunction, I shut, my, shut myself off from friends because I would end up in tears. The medication meant I couldn't be in direct sunlight for more than five minutes, so that on top of the rest created an agoraphobic lifestyle that I despised. However, since being healed, I spend hours in direct sunlight with no effect. I can go outside with my children again. I can drive during the day. I can do the simple things like hanging up washing in the, on the line in the sun. I again love the feeling of sunshine on my face. I can use regular laundry detergents again. I can use fabric softener again. Small, insignificant things that were a massive no are now a resounding yes. I can walk without fluids pour, pouring out of my legs and into my sneakers. I've been able to return to church regu regularly and my insomnia has disappeared. I no longer have to change those sheets through the night. My intestinal gastric bleeding has stopped. The need to bleach every surface in my home has gone. My immune system has been restored. My children are still getting accustomed to the new me. I can go out of the house by myself now, not needing someone to make sure I make it home. My teeth have stopped moving and aching, but best of all, I'm actively participating in my church family again. Everything is or has been restored more than double to me. My pastor and church family never gave up on me. They never stopped praying for me, encouraging and supporting me, even in the darkest times. Just in the past weekend, my pastor talked about remembering your first love, and I knew it was for me. I'd almost convinced myself that God didn't love me anymore because I was diseased. I, didn't, I still don't know how or why I was so devastatingly afflicted, but what I do know is my God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He has ne never... Uh, he never has nor will ever leave me nor forsake me. I love him more than mere words could possibly express. Sometimes I'm so overwhelmed with gratitude that my words don't come out how I'd like them to. God bless you, Vanetta. Can we give God a hand this morning? She's gone on to lose 40 kilos, living a totally normal life, gone back to get work. Her kids, they're all in the house of God. They came and got saved. And I got to when you immerse yourself in God, when you immerse yourself in the house of God, He will take a hold of your life. He will use you. He will empower you and He will release you for kingdom purposes in the earth. Amen. Again, I've got story after story after story. I did none of that for that woman except turn up and pray for her. But I'd ask to be anointed. I'd, I, I said, God, I will connect with you. I want to be used. Can I encourage you? Can we just stand to our feet?
let God get a hold of you. you you've entered into church, you, you turn up, you're here. Now connect. Connect with the God vision and the God purpose for your life. Connect with His people and allow yourself to be sharpened. Connect with, with God. Father, why don't we just lift our hands? Lord, we just thank you here this morning. Thank you that you're an ever-present God. You're gregarious. You, you want relationship with your kids. Father, I pray this morning that wherever we're at, however we're doing life, that, Father, we could reconnect with you today, that we could allow ourselves to come alive in you and to come alive in your plans and purposes for our life. My prayer, Lord, is that we would reconnect with the King of Heaven this morning. You might be here and you're confused. Well, I don't know what God's plan is, or I don't know what God's will is. He will reveal it to you. Just open yourself up to Him, perhaps afresh. But He can use you. You might be here visiting and you say, well, I've, I've never actually given my life to Jesus Christ. I've never surrendered my life. I'm do, I do life my way, on my terms without condemnation, without any judgment here this morning. We're, in, we're family. I want to I extend an opportunity, an invitation to anybody here to say, why don't you just open your life to Jesus Christ this morning? Why don't you just open yourself up to the possibility that there is a God in heaven that wants to meet with you this morning, who wants to connect with you in such an intimate way that it will transform your life and turn your situation around? Just while every eye's closed, every head's bowed, if you're here saying, Christian, just pray a simple prayer with me this morning that asks Jesus into my life. I won't embarrass anybody. I'm going to get everybody to pray this prayer. But if you're, if you're wanting to pray that prayer and say, yeah, I'm, I want to make Jesus the Lord of my life. I want that empowerment for my life and my future. Why don't you just lift your hand and say, Christian, pray for me this morning. Pray a blessing over me. Pray for connection. Pray for guidance and blessing in my world. Thank you, Lord. You know, I feel like there's somebody here and your heart's beating heavy in your chest and you're struggling just with A, the things of life and B, moving forward in life. Do you know what I, what I know is that being connected to Christ helps you move forward in life. It creates momentum. Faith flows. Miracles happen things change through connection in Christ. If that's you, I'd love to pray with you this morning. Just lift your hand and say, yeah, Christian, pray for me. Thank you, Lord. Well, Father, I thank you for every person that stands before me this morning. God, I pray that this, this word would take root in their soul. That, Father, that we would actively pursue you, that we would seek you out, that we would desire to be more connected with you today than we were yesterday. That, God, we would look to walk in your ways and preference your plans in our lives. Father, open heaven over every life. Pour out such blessing, Lord, over every single life. Let there be peace that reigns. Let there be joy, Father, that comes. Father, I declare miracles and healing and the touch of God over every single life. In Jesus' mighty and wonderful name. And everybody said, come on, let's give God a hand clap this morning. Thanks for listening to the C3 Church Noosa podcast. Visit us online at c3noosa.org.